Discover connection, awaken sacredness, come power. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts show number 84. We're your hosts, Dave and Violet. Our guest today is Jen Gilchrist. Jen Gilchrist has gone from struggling single mom to a six-figure business owner, making money doing what she loves and empowering others to do the same. It is her gift and passion to awaken people to their, to their inherent soul gifts and help them clear soul-level blocks so they can fully show up in all their brilliance. She guides her clients into practical and actionable steps to create thriving purpose-driven businesses that align to their unique soul's purpose. Jen believes that it is imperative to create your business from the inside out. She says, when you are in alignment to your soul's calling, it is absolutely inevitable that you will experience new levels of freedom, joy, and abundance while making the impact in the world I know your heart desires. She considers being a mother to her beautiful and talented daughter her greatest joy and accomplishment. Her favorite personal pleasure is to swim with the wild dolphin pods in Kona, Hawaii. Jen has been on close to 40 different dolphin swims with hundreds of dolphins and says it is both a playful and spiritual experience and that she has learned and transformed herself through these experiences exponentially. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we always like to ask people, how did you get into finding out what your gifts were? Who helped you develop them? How did you discover them? How have you used them? Yes, definitely. Well, at this point in my life, I like to say that my life is a spiritual retreat. Like for me at this stage, I love to incorporate massages and Zumba and meditation and going on the spiritual retreat, like I said, for about six years in a row, swimming with hundreds of wild dolphins eye to eye. And I really believe that all of this uh, balance really between the spiritual gifts, the divinity and action is really what builds and sustains my life and success. And it definitely wasn't always that way. By the age of 30, I was on this hamster wheel of society's version of success. I was, you know, I was a single mom by the age of 20. I bought a home by the age of 30. I had built a six-figure business uh, specializing in hair and makeup at the time and earned a great income. And on the outside, everything looked great. But on the inside, I was just like, oh my goodness, running like my head was cut off, you know, I'm like running <laughs> soccer games to to networking events and managing the house and, you know, trying to wear all these different hats. And I felt like life was really just taking me for this ride. And I was just kind of getting up and doing it again over and over. And at the time, I really didn't have any understanding or knowledge about how to manage my stress. So wine and chocolate was pretty much my my choice of <laughs> ways to manage <laughs> at the end of the day to get up and do it again. And about 12 years ago now, my life really came to a, scree a screeching halt. Literally, I got into a car accident. I had been at a friend's house, had a couple glasses of wine, celebrating her birthday, found myself driving home. The next thing you know, I ended up rolling my car, flipping it two times, ending up in a ditch. And fortunately, no one else was involved, but it was this huge wake up point for me. I realized that I couldn't, first of all, wine and alcohol was not my main form of stress relief, nor, nor could it be at this point, you know, and really the frazzled mind, like running around busy and distracted, um, in my head all the time was creating a lot of, um, 
turmoil as well. And so I realized that I needed to change some things in my life, but I was afraid and I, I really didn't know how to do that. And so I prayed. I was like, I just want to be happy and at peace. And in response to that, you know, my grandfather came to me in a dream. He passed when I was about 10 years old. And, and it was the first time I really got a dream of him in this way. So it was really a profound experience. And he showed me in this dream, he woke something up within me, really. He reminded me that I was more than just this body. And that though I had all these piles of things to take care of, you know, uh, even though I was making a lot of money, it was kind of going out the other door or somehow I had all these expenses that would come up or, you know, cycles of unhealthy relationships and overwhelm was happening. And I felt like I just kind of shut down. And he's like, you know, you're not alone. I'm here, your angels are here, God's here, the universe is here. Like you have spiritual support. And so when I woke up from that, I just felt the sense of peace in my heart like I've never felt before. It was like the sense of hope and peace came over me and I knew that things were going to be okay, but I didn't know how. And I would say this is when synchronicity really kicked in. You know, um, I wouldn't have had that language for it at the time, but it started noticing these different books and all these things around personal development and meditation for stress relief. And I started practicing and reading, you know, for a good nine months, pretty every book every book I could get my hands on and that wheels kept turning. And before you know it, seeing angels, my intuition blasting open. And I found <laughs> myself really um, excited and realizing that I wanted to help other people. I, I wanted people to know that they don't have to be overwhelmed and stressed. They don't have to be stuck in jobs or relationships or situations that they don't, that they don't love. And so really it was this journey that kind of brought me to where I am today and really wanting to support other people in um, really owning that creative power that we all have, which is that we can really create the life that we desire and we're really meant to experience joy in all forms. So that's really kind of what brought me to that point. Of course, then it's the journey of the business, how to get that going, because it took a little while for sure. But that's really what brought me to doing what I'm here today and why I'm so passionate about supporting people. Well, tell us more about uh, helping uh, clients uh, discover their spirit guides and archangels and getting guidance um, since you've been there, uh, how do you walk them through that? Well, I support people. First of all, it, I, I think one important key is just getting present, right? Really recognizing that, you know, I think most people can relate to being busied in their mind. I think I used to think I was a little crazy. I didn't know that if people all had these many thoughts going on, but I teach people to really get grounded and present because when we're spinning in our mind, our thoughts, you know, in the future about all the to-do lists and all the busyness mm. and all the things we got to do, right? Or in the past, ruminating, commiserating or feeling frustrated or guilty or angry about something that's already happened, we're really um, diffusing our energy. We're diffusing our power, our powers in this present moment. And so the first thing I usually recommend people to do is to start to just be present with themselves, even if it's just five or 10 minutes a day, just tuning into your body, tuning into your heart and really getting quiet because and from that place is when you can quiet your mind enough to be present, to receive the answers from your spirit team, your angels, your higher self, God's source, right? Any of that spiritual support really requires us to be able to quiet and then be open to be able to recognize the information that's coming to us all the time. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you have people and come in? I mean, uh, do you work out of a center? Do you have uh, uh, clients come in there? Uh, do they come in as group or individuals? 
I teach people mostly online at this point. I have worked in person before, but definitely over the last few years, for sure, everything's moved more online where I teach group programs. And I have individual self-paced programs uh, that people can do at their own pace, as well as live group courses. I'm not really offering too much one-on-one -on -one at this point, but I definitely offer a lot of value, free value, small individual workshops, as well as group programs. Um, for sure, as well as a lot of blogs and things like that. So I help people in a variety of ways, but it's online. I think the other important thing to note when you ask me about having them work with their team is to make sure that they ask, right? Invitation. We're free will of choice here. So starting your each <laughs> of your day or for your viewers to just say, hey, angels and guides, can you please guide me today and give me some loud, clear signs that I can understand to really align with my highest day or to align with whatever you're working with and start to really initiate that conversation and see what happens. Tell us more about soul contracts. How do those affect people's lives and uh, are they changeable? Yes, I would say a lot of soul contracts could come from, I would say there's soul contracts that are beneficial for us, right? Like we have, I would say with my students and, and, and people in my courses, we might have agreements with people or in relationships with people that are positive, that can be supportive for a period of time. Um, but most of the time what people kind of when they get focused on soul contracts is really the ones that are not working at our highest good. A lot of them will come from other lifetimes, maybe previous lifetimes, or they could be created in this lifetime as well. But what they are is they're a, often an unconscious agreement where people are not acting really in full integrity with themselves, right? Whether it's an imbalance of codependency or kind of being in some sort of karmic pattern or cycle together where each person is really not acting in full integrity with their higher self or in full alignment with their values or who they are here to come to be. And so we will attract different people in our life. And often I believe we choose who we incarnate as our family as well to clean up some of these agreements or to clean up our karma and to really evolve spiritually. So at the end of the day, whether they're working well for you or not, soul contracts are here as a way to be a transformational tool to shed light and awareness on something that is allowing your your soul really to evolve forward on its spiritual path. And sometimes that takes a little bit of awareness. And oftentimes it's the ones that cause us the most frustration or in some cases um, imbalance or pain or whatever in our life that is kind of shining that light very, very boldly on something that is not working within our own field. And it will cause us to really evaluate our worth, it will cause us to evaluate, you know, do we want to stay in this? Is this working for me? And so once we have that awareness, we can start to shift them, right? Often we can shift them, but we have to have awareness is the first step, personal responsibility. I'm taking my part and like, what's my part within this, even if it's, you know, an unhealthy dynamic. And then being willing to look a little deeper at, well, why, what is driving this? Am I, am I, cre am I over giving in this relationship? Because I have a pattern saying that, in order to be loved, I have to earn it, I have to sacrifice, right? And so once you have that awareness of what's really going on, that's really when you can start to do the inner work and begin to take new action. We'll often be called to take sometimes uncomfortable action, whether it's speaking uh, our truth or having a conversation or having a boundary in order to bring ourselves back into that higher alignment that maybe we were unconsciously sacrificing previously. Does that make sense? And so I think those yeah, are the ones that catch people the most is, is that cycle of like, why am I dating the same person three times in a row? They seem totally different, but at the end of the day, it's the same issue, right? And that's because there's some karmic pattern going on there and they will continue to attract people to play that role to shine that light for them to realize what internal process needs to be shifted within themselves in order to, to let that whole thing go. 
Does that make sense? So as soon as one person wants to have the awareness and in the agreement, they can. The other person can choose, you know, when they're when they're ready to actually evolve through that mm -hmm. lesson for themselves. Well, a lot of times, go ahead. Sorry, Dave. Well, I love when you're talking about sometimes these contracts can come from past lives and may not we may not even be aware that we're still dragging this ball and chain through these lifetimes that we need to just heal, release, let go, be aware of, have perception. And then there are also those contracts that I call bump contracts that wake us up. Those big contracts that make us really look at things from a different perspective because it's almost like we're in zombie mode, right? We're in this autopilot, just moving through our day and something really needs to impact us really big to shake us out of it, to go, wait a minute, what am I doing, right? Just like your accident was probably a big bump contract for you to step back and go, wait a minute, what's going on here? What are we doing? And so when we understand that these things come to us, not to make our lives difficult, not to give us obstacles or hardship, but really to wake us up. Hey, where are you going, Jen? What are you doing? And so you can stand back and look at those. Absolutely. Especially in those big ones. Like I'll, another way I would call that is could be like a dark night of the soul moment, right? We have big ones. Usually the first one we're pretty unconscious to, whether it's a health crisis or a relationship or my situation, you know, there's many different ways that cause that, but it's like in high insight, it starts as a whisper, right? It'll whisper, 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 you know, these changes need to be made. And sometimes the human condition is like, we don't make those changes proactively. And so we end up with a big bang. But the great thing is, is, is really what I teach people too, is once we get more present with that, we do have the power to stop it at a whisper and to have more rolling hills. We don't have to experience those big bangs. We only do that when we ignore something, if we're honest, that likely we've known for a long time, but didn't have the confidence, courage, or know-how to change yet. And so I think the beauty is, is that, like, I love your perspective. They're here to help us grow and evolve. And we don't, you know, have to look at it from, it's not punishment at all. It's actually, I believe we're actually attracting it through our own, through our own desire about what our soul is ready to create next. And so in that way, it can be really powerful. Well, I love the whisper. And if we're truthful with ourselves, when we've had big, things happen in our life if we go back and look we were given messages all along the way sometimes one of the one of the ones that i've seen in my life is you need to change jobs you need to do something different this job's not working and you're like no no it's okay i'm making good money i have a house i have a car i'm doing all the successful things in life and it's still whispering nope you're not in the right place nope you're not doing the right things well i'm, I'm doing okay and then all of a sudden, bang, the job's eliminated. And you're like, what happened? Well, if we're truthful, we have known for months that we needed to make a change and we just weren't willing to step in. And I think when you start listening, when you start paying attention, when you start following, you're right. It's not big bangs anymore. It's like little ripples and you move through it so much easier and faster and quicker and lighter than what we do when we kind of push that envelope. Yeah, I think you have a great point too, because really it's about examining, you know, when we're, we are more present and honest with ourselves, if, we, if we're making our decisions from fear or love, right? How, what are we making our decision from? Because I think I had a similarly, but different in a lot of ways. I've been self-employed since my twenties, but for my family, if I would listen to the naysayers of, oh, what about the security and the 401k? Like that would be <laughs> making that influence out of 
fear. Oh, you're right. Maybe I should hold on. Or like, you you know, maybe it's like, ah, oh, but I'm comfortable. And so I think we're kind of in this, we are really programmed and, and, you know, in this habit really of compromising ourselves. And most of the time we're doing that from a space of fear. And so that's a really great point to pay attention to is like, am I making this decision from fear or love? Is Am I making this decision out of alignment to my higher self and so, or if am I fighting for my fears and making it from a, from a, from a different place? What if money was no object? Would I make a different decision? Like those kinds of questions will really help shine the light on, are we ignoring something or compromising ourselves to our detriment? And it will continue to get worse and worse and worse until boom, the job's eliminated, right? Or whatever. <laughs> I had a car accident or, you know, we gotta say, okay, you have to look now, right? So it does require cultivating trust and faith. I think big trust and faith in order to walk your higher path, because most of the time our desires, dreams, goals, and all those things are on the other side of some kind of fear. And so we have to get good at feeling that fear navigating what's happening within ourselves and oftentimes taking the leap of faith anyways, right? And when we do that, we cultivate a trust muscle that we actually know we're always supported and guided and that we can make decisions from alignment. And when we do that, the byproduct is going to be joy, happiness, abundance, and all of the other things, health, wealth, whatever you want, right? Well, great. Well, we're going to have to take a little break here. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Violet Rain, Master and Teacher of Angelic Reiki at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you love angels, if you resonate with angels, or you're just interested in learning more about angels, most people really want to consider Angelic Reiki. But you know, Angelic Reiki is more than just working with the angels and learning a new healing modality. It's about ascension. And when you step into Angelic Reiki, you're not only working with angels, but you're working with ascended masters and galactic healers the angelic kingdom of light which includes all of those steps in and helps you be able to hold more light and what I have found along this journey is it expands your ability to be able to hold light which raises your frequency which accelerates your ascension process so the individuals that step onto angelic Reiki are really ready to step onto their spiritual path learn more about angels, ascended masters, galactic healers, learn possibly a new healing modality that they'll use in their life, but also they're ready for those major shifts in their lives to really be on their spiritual path and take their journey to the next level. If you've been thinking about angelic Reiki or you'd like to find out more about this beautiful modality, please don't hesitate to contact me, Violet, at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com or check out our website under classes. You will find Angelic Reiki there with lots of information about this program and the benefits of taking this course. We hope to see you in class really soon, and I hope to see you at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Well, welcome back to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts with our guest, Jen Gilchrist. Um, Jen, one of the things that you offer is intuition activation. Tell us more what that looks like. Oh, I love that program because it does a couple of things. The intuition activation is a self-study course I have, and it really helps you to, I believe, unless you're talking about the course, I mean, I have lots of blogs and things about this as well. <laughs> intuition in general, it's about working with your chakras. I believe our intuition, we all have it. We all have these intuitive gifts, psychic gifts, intuition, whatever you want to call it. I see it really as the same thing. It's the intuition is the communication between our spirit, our higher self, that higher line of unseen world. And our human selves, our personality selves. So our intuition is the translator between the spiritual world and our human selves. And so our energy bodies of our chakras house these houses, these 
different intuitive abilities. And so the intuition activation program teaches the people about how to balance and, and recognize, you know, the blocks that we might have in those chakras. And as we begin to heal those things, the opposite side starts to open up this connection to cultivating that intuition, that awareness between our spirit and our body or our angels and our guides, right? And that's when we start to really develop. And that's really what we're doing on our spiritual awakening and ascension journey is we're awakening more and more awareness and embodiment of that higher truth of who we are instead of operating more from our mind. And so I love to support people in both ways. I would think it requires the awareness, right? So you want to have the awareness of the gift and, and your intuition and how to cultivate it through practices daily, or throughout your life. I see it as a lifestyle. So daily is great. Right. Um, and then I also see that we have to do some healing and clearing because sometimes we can't access these gifts or we're not trusting them if we are getting the information. And so we sometimes have to clean up and heal the things that are making us doubt or not trust or even access them at all. And then I also activate them. So I also kind of do high level awakenings to help, help them stimulate what's already there that they may have been a little unconscious to remembering. And so between all of those things of actively healing, actively activating, and then taking a daily practice, people will cultivate their intuition very quickly. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and you, you also work with uh, clairvoyance, channeling and healing gifts, uh, activating all of those. Yeah, I really see that as, as sort of the... As all the same thing, you know, a lot of people to me, people will often say, and maybe I think most people can relate to, oh, I have a feeling, right? Oh, I have a feeling, or <laughs> I have an idea. I see that I want to write this book, you know, so I'm going to get inspiration or something. That's all coming from your spirit, right? And so it's about really cultivating how we're, how we're recognizing and hearing and communicating that information that's being given to us or that is us really, or our angels and guides sometimes helping us align with that remembrance. And so, um, the third eye in particular is your clairvoyance, which is housed right here at your forehead. The crown chakra and throat chakra uh, are the ones that actually are part of the channeling ability. And I think that those are all really powerful to help you really align to your higher path. And for me, what's exciting is when people can take those gifts and use it as a way to guide themselves into alignment, guide themselves to create the dream, right? Instead of just having a dream of writing a book, they actually start to be able to, to believe that it's possible and that what they say has value and they can start to channel that information. And who knows what happens from there, right? Sky is the limit, really. But oftentimes those fears and doubts is what stops people. And so it's kind of addressing it from both angles. You've oh, talked awesome. several times about fear and love. Right, that those are the two energies. Are we stepping into fear? Are we stepping into love? Share a little bit more about that because I know some people don't necessarily see our choices that way. Mm -hmm. Just share a little bit more about that because I think that's really important in our journey is are we making decisions based on one or the other? And how do we know the difference in that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a journey of discernment, right? And it does take that awareness. And this is why I think, you know, even spending 10 minutes a day being present with oneself and really getting grounded in meditation is really one of the most important keys because that's when you are able to have a clear channel. That's when you're not absorbed into the day of all the emails, all the to-dos, everybody else's opinions, and all the mind clutter that happens in this very stimulated society, especially, you know, with our lives and social media and all the things. And so to me, it's like, how do you develop that discernment and know the difference and how you can really get the honest answers is by taking time, five, 10 minutes a day to just get present 
breathe with your body and invite that connection to your spirit because when you're clear you will start to recognize the difference is this information coming from my higher self is this coming from i would say like black and white love fear could also be interpreted as my higher self or my soul versus my ego and my mind or my you know from that direction as well and so am i where am i at in this decision making process is really important but in order to know the difference, I think you really have to start to cultivate that connection with yourself first, because most people, I think, aren't really aware that they are kind of energetically enmeshed with everyone around them. And so it really quickly becomes um, hard to discern the difference of what you truly want and desire versus what fears might be projected on you from others or from your own past or from other situations does that make sense so it's about really uh, to me questioning tuning in with yourself question getting quiet and then investigating you know journaling maybe five minutes if you have a decision to make you know what are even a pros and cons list could kind of help you shed the light on this a little bit I'm not it's not like I make my decisions based on pros and cons always but I think that that's coming to mind as something to share that you can start to make your list well if, if money was an object or if time wasn't the object or whatever the, the fear block that you're coming up with, whatever the excuses that's in your way, if we could remove that, what would you do then, right? If time wasn't a problem, if money wasn't a problem, it'll start to uncover that alignment for yourself. Like, are you making it fully based on just money or, or time? Or can I start to maybe prioritize some time, right? Maybe I could start to create and delegate some space. Maybe I could, in my case, I hired a gardener to create more time because my excuse was time, right? And then I realized, oh, that's maybe it's just actually about me getting some support, right? Instead of using that as an excuse. I believe underneath even time and money, there's another fear. So you'll start to then uncover if I take time and money or whatever those excuses are off the table, oh, is there something further? I guess one more example I could share to illustrate would be when I went to go invest in my business, the first time I saw I was here to speak and write books. And I I told my angels and guys like, okay, it's time. Kind of like you, I was like in my business, I was one day a week, sometimes kind of doing it on the sixth day, you know, having a meetup for my meditations and stuff. So my business wasn't taking off for several years. And it's because of two reasons. I had deeper fears. So I said, okay, I'm serious. I went to this conference. They start talking about client attraction. I'm like, I need more clients. So I'll go. They're like to speak. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. I started arguing with my angels. I'm like, that's in the future. That's not now. But then I got quiet. And present and I'm like hey I feel like this is actually aligned but I'm scared but I don't have the money it's a thousand dollars a month for 18 months it was like a twenty two thousand dollar business investment at the time was a lot I wasn't making money in my business yet and but then I'm like well I know better money's not ever the problem I can always create the money I always have I already knew enough about this law of attraction and conscious creation to, to know that was a lie and so I went underneath it I'm like ah oh, it's my visibility fear if I say yes I'll have to get up there and talk if I say yes, what if I don't show up for it? What if I pay all this money and I don't even show up for it? And so I got very clear that my excuse about money, even though I didn't have my mortgage payment in the bank account, okay, so money could have been a viable thing. I took that off and I realized, oh my gosh, the deeper thing is that I'm scared, visibility fear. I'm afraid of people's judgment. I'm afraid of having to do it or not showing up for it. And so once I realized that, I'm like, I have to sign up now because otherwise I'm just going to be prolonging what I want, I'll be choosing from fear instead of love. And I've learned if I choose from my heart and I choose from my soul and I leave in alignment with those visions, I'm always going to be supported and it'll be okay. Those fears start to go away when we begin to do that and act from that higher truth of who we are and that higher calling. And instead of making 
fear-based, logic-based decisions out of some other thing. Does that make sense? And so for me, it's like really getting honest and doing a little journaling around what is the real reason. If my excuses weren't there, would I really still want to do this and what's coming up for me? And that'll help you sometimes then say, okay, I'm going to feel the fear and do it anyways. Or you can still choose to hold off, right? That's, but then at least you're making a more educated, more truthful, aligned decision. That kind of brings something to mind because you're you're dancing around the fringes of it. Uh, when I work at a metaphysical fairs and when I have clients, uh, the easiest way to get deer in the headlights from them is to say, what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, that's so tough for so many people. You know, what would make you happy? What, what do you want to do that would make you happy? And um, they, they just get uh, extremely uncomfortable with that one because they don't know. Yeah, that's so true, especially when I was doing a lot of one-on-one work, but even still doing a group work where I talk with my students a lot, uh, there's a lot of interaction. Um, you ask them, what are their dreams or desires? Like, what is it they desire? What do they want to create? And that's, you have to know those things and they don't know because they oftentimes we haven't given ourselves permission to consider. We're so busy pleasing everybody else or doing the job Mm -hmm. and doing all the things for everybody else that we haven't put our own desires on the table. And so that is a really important thing to consider. What is, makes you happy? What is it that you desire? And how can I start to give myself just a little bit more of those things in my daily life? That right there will be starting to shift things and open up their ability to receive more um in a short period of time right Mm -hmm. we often don't consider it yeah there's a a wonderful story one time a a bunch of old guys a retiree seen out on the porch and they're all talking about what would you do if you won the lottery and won a million dollars and they get to one guy and he says i'd go down and buy a gallon of ice cream and eat it all by myself and so the next night they made him a millionaire <laughs> you know that that was that was his dream that made him happy. That's and, uh, so funny. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to allow yourself to do these things. Right, exactly. And exactly. Giving yourself that permission is huge and I think sometimes people don't realize too that lack of clarity is actually there's a form of fear under there, right? What is mm-hmm. that? I give myself permission to dream. Well, then what if I go for it and I lose it? Or what will other people think? Will that be selfish? Or will I be able, will people even care about the book that I write? You know, I think that underneath that, sometimes we we, we will uncover our fears and, or, um, you know, keeping busy can sometimes keep us in motion to where we can't stop to realize the overwhelm. And I think that's what I did for many years as well, which is go, 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 go. And then I was drinking and I was numbing and I was trying to keep going till I just like, well, this isn't going to work, <laughs> you know, crash. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of like busying ourselves. There's also another way that fear hides, you know, fear hides in many ways. So getting underneath, like, why am I staying so busy? Well, if I got, if I had too much time on my hand, I'd have to address how I actually feel. And I don't feel I have ability to slow down. So I'm just going to keep going. And I think a lot of people kind of run on that kind of on that burnout level, but there could be, um, if they slowed down, they might realize that, am I, am I honestly even happy in my life or am I happy with my job? They'd have to then do something outside of their comfort zone. And so it's about being willing to prioritize that and also realize that as we're giving to ourselves, we're modeling that for our family and our children and everybody else. As we give ourselves permission, we're giving them permission to consider themselves as well, which is really a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about your offerings. What do you offer? What can, Where can people find you? And what are some of the things that you offer in your programs? Because your website is packed full of stuff. 
It is. Wow. Wowee. <laughs> Little creative energizer bunny. <laughs> right. That's what happens when you're aligned with your purpose. I think you get excited and inspired and things flow through. So I love working with people. So I am definitely, my website is soulsuccessunleashed.com. If you go there, there's a lot of free resources and things are there. I, I love doing a monthly workshop, which is a really accessible uh, way to kind of look at different topics and ideas. In fact, I have one specifically on soul contracts. So each month I'll do a little workshop series specifically on a topic, a spiritual topic around awakening or intuition. Um, I have a four day free masterclass series, which I think is really powerful. It could easily be a paid program. Actually, there's over six hours probably more like nine hours, but at least six hours worth of content um, where you can really learn how to start to, and this is really where I point people to start if they're new to me, is really this four-day series. The day one talks about how to work with your angels, your guides, recognize your intuition. We actually go through each day a video, you know, there's like a training as well as an activation meditation that you can start to have new activities to put into your practice, even five or 10 minutes a day to start to put this in action. And then the day two, we talk a lot about the empathic ability of being overwhelmed and, and kind of energetically overwhelmed as a sensitive person and how to activate your own healing and clearing so that you can clear out your out of your fear and other people's energy and really connect with your soul. And then we talk a little bit further about developing your clairvoyance and channeling abilities as well on day three and four. And so I think that that's a really powerful, um, powerful, free, but transformational experience for people to get to know me and really see if they resonate with that style. But also, you know, I have students that have gone through all of my higher level programs where I teach psychic development and how to align with your spiritual gifts and so on in like a 14 week group program setting. They will go through those courses and still take that free series when I offer it because they get so much value every time. So there are deeper level programs for sure to develop your gifts. Um, and I do have a certification course as well for that, if that's something that they are interested in. But I would start with that free series or join us on Facebook because I've definitely got a, a very active group there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time today to share your wisdom and knowledge and all that you offer. We really appreciate you taking the time because I know we're all busy. And so it's really nice to be able to slow down every once in a while and share with our community. So thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. It's very enlightening. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. It's wonderful to meet you all. And I appreciate the gift that you're giving so many viewers as well. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. And I look forward to seeing y'all again. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this show. Uh, please stay with us for messages from several of our practitioners at DYSG. Hi, this is Dave Barnett, better known as Dave the Mystic. I am a long-term aerospace engineer, but back in 1983, I had some events in my life that forced me to reconsider how reality works. I became involved in healing, channeling, meditation, and developing my psychic gifts. Over the years, I continued to work with these, and I had a wonderful opportunity in 2003 to take four years and really delve into all forms of healing and along the way, other gifts showed up. I am now working at the center full-time, and I'm happy to offer work with past lives, with working with subconscious core beliefs. I do a lot of work with energy and entity clearing, and since I do this always long distance, I can do it all over the world. I also work with karma burning and with soul retrieval, 
and Soul Splinter Return. I'd be happy to work with you. Please feel free to give me a call here at the center and we can set up an appointment. My direct phone number is 303-902-5323. Thank you and have a great day. I am Lisa Laney, two-time international best-selling author, teacher, intuitive artist, reader, and healer at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. I am a very creative, artistic person who has been an intuitive empath my whole life. As a child, I was always aware of energy. I could detect shifts as people entered the room, which I thought all people could do. I didn't realize I was an empath until much later in life. I have studied various modalities, attended several retreats to peel back layers of childhood experiences to create a toolbox I use to navigate this world with intention. I am now pairing my intuitive gifts with my creativity to live an intentional life and empower other women to shine their brightest light, to manifest an abundant life with creativity and intention. If this resonates with you, join me at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts the first Thursday of each month at 6.30 at my Women's Intention Play Shop. The focus of each class varies on a different intention to heal, inspire, and empower each of you with a simple art project. In this class, we set the intention into what you create, so when you bring it home, you are reminded of what you are manifesting or releasing each time you look at it. This keeps the energy moving, which helps you create a more empowered version of yourself. If you prefer one-on-one time, I offer intuitive tree readings. You simply draw me a tree any way you feel guided. Coupled with your intention, we edit the tree so you have a visual of how you want to create a life of joyous empowerment. If this is calling you, I can be reached at 720-257-9441 or at lisaelaney.com. Tap into your inner magic to create an amazing toolbox of your own by joining me, Lisa Elaney, at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Hi, my name is Christina Morris. I am the founder and president of Balance and Bliss Energy Healing. I'm a medical intuitive and high vibrational healer. I work in with the energy fields. Um, my scope of practice is energy medicine. Anything above and beyond that, you know, for outside care, we'll need to refer you out there. But I do use crystals and aromatherapy in my healings. And I help manage pain. We help move some of the pain out of the body that might be coming from stagnant energy within the field, as well as, you know, we get to the root of the problem with, you know, an emotional trauma and find out what's going on that could be causing more stagnant energy to be left in your aura, which in turn can cause illness and pain and a lot of other issues that we tend to see throughout our our day-to-day lives. And then I can be reached by appointment. You can make appointments anytime, any day of the week. I do work Monday through Friday in the evenings from about 5.30 to 8.30. Uh, your first session is can be about an hour and a half because we get to know one another. You know, we kind of go through what's going on. And then any session thereafter would run about 50 minutes to an hour. And I can be reached through my website at balanceandblissenergyhealing.com. My email is balance and bliss energy healing at gmail.com and I can also be reached via phone or text at 720-696-0286 and I look forward to any you know potential clients if you have any referrals or if uh, you are in need of any of my services I look forward to working with you discover connection 
Show on Blog Talk Radio.